So uh, this is John. John is one of our good friends who has served this asset flood on our leadership team uh, basically for the last five years that we've been in existence. Um, he's such a joy and a friend. Uh, but today he's Dr. John um, as, as a medical doctor who uh, actually trains our friends um, all over the country. Um, I just want to ask you a few questions around the COVID uh, virus, this coronavirus. Why is it called the corona? What does this whole thing mean? Why the 19? Why complicate things? Or is that the easiest word? Tell us a little bit what is this coronavirus. Yeah. Yami, thanks for having me. The Great. coronavirus is a is a virus that causes disease or infection in people, yeah. Yeah. in humans. And so one of the reasons they call it corona, corona stands for crown. It's an old Latin word that means crown. Yeah. I'm going to show the audience a, a picture here. Yeah. So if you see the, this is a microscope, a very high-resolution microscope. You can see the outside of this thing. It has little dots or spikes coming off of it. That's part of the virus. And people who discovered it thought that looked like, it right up, thought that looked like a crown. That's why it's called corona, or crown virus. Yeah. So COVID-19 just stands for Coronavirus Disease 2019, which okay. is where it was first discovered. This strain, this type of virus was first discovered in uh, late last year, 2019. Okay. okay, so how how can I know I have corona? Or what are the symptoms? How can I know in someone that they have corona? Are they reading something on their heads? Or is it stamped on their forehead? Not yeah. yet. No, okay. we haven't yet. Um, okay. figured out how to do that. So the most common symptoms yeah. are a dry cough, okay. a fever, and yeah. tiredness. Okay. Other people will get a sore throat, yeah. um, will get muscle aches or pains, and yeah. less frequently, fortunately, people will get short of breath. Yeah. Um, much, many fewer people with this one are reporting the runny nose, the chinfine, as yeah. they say. So that's a little okay. bit different than yeah. the, the flu that we know and, and get from our cousins every year. So yeah. it's a little bit different. But you yeah. can see that it, it infects the respiratory, the breathing system. Okay. So that's when they say the sore throat, the coughing, yeah. those are the symptoms of yeah. the Okay, so those are the symptoms, uh, but it seems like the whole world is freaking out. Not only Africa, not, not only America, not only uh, Zambia, not only South Africa, not only Malawi. Everyone is freaking out. Why? What's going on? What, what, what's different with this? It is, it is a bit different, you're right, and yeah. people are freaking out. The, uh, two of the biggest differences are that this is more infectious, uh, more people will get this than your average flu, okay. and it, it has a bit, it's more serious. Uh, some of the symptoms and side effects are, are much more severe. So in this one, yeah. uh, on average, if you don't do any measures to prevent it, one, yeah. one infected person would transmit it or, or infect two other people. That's okay. compared to uh, with a regular flu that we know, yeah. it's one person usually gives it to one other person. So if you can wow. imagine someone going into a crowded place and giving that's it to two people, bad. those two people giving it to two people, so it yeah. spreads quickly. Okay. So that's one thing. Okay. And then what we know so far from yeah. uh, China, about 45,000 people they, they looked at, and most people will have mild symptoms. So what we talked about, the cough, the fever, about 80% yeah. of people will have these mild symptoms. But one of the reasons people are freaking out more is because about 15% of those people will need more support will need the oxygen, yeah. the, the, they call them nasal and the nose yeah. prongs that you see on the TV, wow. shows in the movies, and about 5% of people yeah. will need even more intensive care, wow. so maybe like the, the tubes that you see in the movies, the yeah. breathing tube to support breathing, so yeah. um, a certain percent of people with it, percentage of people with it will have more severe symptoms, need more care, Wow, that's why people are freaking out. 
So uh, you talked about going into crowds and two people getting it. So how, how is this corona spreading? Yeah, how, so how can I get it? So Not like I want to go get it, but... We want people to know. We <laughs> yes, want people sir. to know what's going yes, on. Sir. Like, we don't want people what's to know. What's going on? It. Yeah. Um, so there are two main ways. Yeah. You know that, that picture I showed of the, of the virus? Yeah. So have you ever been uh, in, like in, the, in a sunny room and you sneeze or you cough and you see yeah. all that stuff flying yeah. out? Yeah, you see that in the movies yeah. or in yeah. the, on the videos. Um, yeah. So that, that tiny, tiny virus particle is in those when you cough. Or, okay. Um, and so if you're around or near somebody who's coughing, yeah. that is in the air. And yeah. it can go into your nose or into your mouth. You, you don't even mean to. You don't even know it. Yeah. And that's one way. So the, the coughing. Yeah. The other way is if you cough or if it's on your hand and you touch yeah. a doorknob, yeah. it can stay on surfaces. And so if someone comes behind you a few minutes later and touches that door, and then they go and rub their eyes or rub their nose, that's how it gets into their system Wow, as well. Wow. So if that's how it's getting to the system, uh, is that how I protect myself? Is just I have to make sure I'm not touching my fist? I'm Absolutely. not doing all these weird things? And we, we know that that's not easy. Yeah. People touch, I was reading things, you know, yeah. hundreds of times a day, people mm -hmm. touch your face. If we don't even pay attention, you and I may touch our face. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah, true. Um, but true. one of the biggest things is hand washing. I don't yeah. know, have you seen things in the stores? Yeah, 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 like even at church, we just bought a bunch of buckets, hand sanitizer, yeah. uh, so that, you know, you're walking to ShopRite actually yesterday, <laughs> and game, and they're like, whoa, 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 you gotta clean your hands, I'm like, I'm clean, but so... Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, because we are touching so many things all, yeah. all the time in the yeah. day and we don't really realize it, so washing hands is one of the most uh, effective things because the soap actually um, disrupts the, yeah. the virus, the, the little picture I showed you. It will make it ineffective. And so that's why if you go somewhere, you touch a doorknob, you go to the market, you use money, yeah. you come home... Yeah. Um, or when you're going into places to wash your hands so you're not giving it to others and you're not yeah. getting it yourself. Mm -hmm. Avoid avoiding touching your face. Yeah. If you are coughing, yeah. cover your mouth. So uh -huh. do not cough and send those little droplets uh, to to other people. Mm -hmm. And um, if you are sick, stay home. That's another way to stay home. Yeah. To not uh, share share that with other people. Yeah. So just this past week, the president of Malawi mm -hmm. uh, d declared a state of national disaster. And you can go online and find a bunch of other countries that have done that. Uh, what would that do? So this goes back to math. Um, when I said earlier that uh, how infectious is this, how rapidly it could spread, the thinking is that if people are uh, more distant, and so the word you're hearing is social distancing. Yeah, social distancing. So we are social people. At Flood, we love being social. We yeah. love getting together. Yeah. But if... The, the thinking behind all of these is that if people are more separated, more spread out, yeah. there is le they are less likely to pass it to each other or infect yeah. each other all at once. Mm -hmm. Because if you do it all at once, then the health system can become overwhelmed. And one of the things, I'm going to show another picture, yeah. one of the things people are talking about is if you get everyone infected all at once, you have so many sick people at one time. But the idea is that if there are these prevention measures, yeah. we can spread that out. Okay. People need this, yeah. um, this serious care because the again there are about uh, 15 intensive care uh, beds in Blantyre, and if 300 people become infected in Blantyre, that potentially could overwhelm the system um, in wow. a city we, we live in about a million people. So 
so that's one of the reasons why national governments are taking these serious measures to try yeah. and keep people away from each other. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, most of us are just feel like when we hear social distancing, we feel like it's relational distancing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's why maybe people are freaking out. But I wanted to uh, ask you three more questions. And, and because, you know, just going around town, we're all going as life as usual. Um, what does that mean? What, why are we doing that? Why are we just taking it so easy and just like there's nothing crazy that can actually mess things up? So I think part of the reason is people's perception of yeah. this risk. You know, I've heard and I know you've seen things on social media that this, yeah. is, this is something foreign. Oh, this yeah. is only in China or yeah. only in Europe. Yeah. Uh, first of all, that's, that's not true. There are cases reported in Zambia. Mm. Uh, neighbors in the region, South Africa, yeah. and so this is not something that respects uh, borders or yeah. your race. I think one of the other reasons um, that I've heard are people are saying, and this is this is true in, in other places, is that it's more serious in older people. Huh. So you see, um, you were even sharing with me earlier something from Italy. Yeah. Italy is yeah. having a really hard time. Yeah. The, I was reading a report yesterday, the average age of uh, someone in Italy that died from this was 79 years old. Huh. Well, if you look uh, at, at Malawi, the average age of the entire population of Malawi is about 16, 16 years old. Yeah, you say, well, we're younger. We, yeah. we, we, we'll be okay, we're not yeah. this bad. Well, I, in response to that, I would point to South Africa. I was reading a report yesterday from the South African public health yeah. authorities. There are about 240 cases that have uh, so far been reported in yeah. South Africa, and 50% of those mm. are under the age of 40. Wow. Of all those, about 17% were between the ages of 20 and 30. Huh. So I would say that it's not only yeah. old people. Okay. So this thing is not a melanin or swag? Not like, <laughs> like No, no, no. Not, not as far as oh we know. It, is, uh, it, it loves everyone equally, oh just, uh, just like yourself. Oh, man. Uh, all right. So we're hearing and seeing a lot of things online, um, so many stuff, so many weird stuff. Yeah. So many scary stuff. Uh, like what? How do we know what's true? So I think uh, to answer that, we would need a full day. We probably need a course on yeah. different myths and mythbusters. Okay. What I would say in this video is yeah. my recommendation would be to go to the World Health Organization website. Okay. Okay. Their information is up to date. It cool. is checked and double yeah. checked, so things on there have been yeah. um, thoroughly based on evidence and, and yeah. research and so that would be my one recommendation if you have a question yeah. I think also on our uh, slide our, our pages we're putting those those mythbusters out there you know I I love garlic I c we cook with garlic a lot but yeah. that doesn't mean that it uh, prevents or treats or cures I can do it. yeah yeah what? maybe maybe vampires but not uh, okay not coronavirus okay uh, so my my last question is almost a vision of what I asked yeah. before um, and I'm going to ask you to pray, uh, is simply there's so much panic mm. from buying a lot of toilet paper to buying all the food yeah. to just why? What can we do? Yeah. The world is full of uncertainty. Yeah. And you know that as well as anyone. I think yeah. that these are the, the messages I hear in your sermon every week. What, yeah. what, what's going to happen to my job? What's going to happen yeah. to my relationship? And I think in this circumstance, it just it puts it right in front of everybody's face, the uncertainty. Yeah. And, well, am I going to get sick? What's going to happen yeah. to my family? Yeah. And um, in, this, in this 
time of uncertainty, we it is that that causes stress. That yeah. uncertainty causes stress, and then that yeah. causes anxiety. Yeah. And so I think here in our community, the the advice, the recommendation is to reach out to things that are a, a strong fort, fortress upon upon the rock yeah. uh, to build your um, certainty. I I don't know why yeah. bad things these bad things happen to good people. But yeah. I do know. God loves us, and mm. that God loves His people, mm. and I think in this community, yeah. we believe that strongly and try to act that out in coming yeah. together True. and supporting each other, not only in a time of coronavirus, but yeah. in, in all the, the challenges and joys yeah. that we come through. Yeah, thank you so much for giving us time this morning. Would you just pray for people that are working in the forefront, the researchers, the doctors, and nurses, the volunteers? the leaders, and, and just basically pray for the world right now. Yeah. Great. Father, thank you for this world you have given us. Thank you for the people you have put in our lives. God, in this time of uncertainty, we ask that we know that comforting of your Holy Spirit within us. Lord, for those who are working on the front lines of this, we ask for strength, for courage and endurance as people are working hard yeah. to try and share information, to try and to try and support people, to try and care for people mm. as neighbor cares for neighbor. Mm. And Lord, in this, in this time of anxiety and stress, I pray that your people will look to you mm. in the midst of the storm that we would be with us, that we would, we would know you in yeah. our hearts, yeah. Lord, and that you would calm that storm, yeah. and that, that love that we know, yeah. that endures forever, yeah. from before, during, and after this time, yeah. So as your community be able to be people that can mm. share and, and spread that love yeah. and, and your, your heart for people in this time yeah. as we have been called to the city yeah. to love people. Yeah. And yeah. This I ask in your son's name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, John, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're going to jump into the message just in a little bit um so we're gonna read scripture uh we're just gonna hang out and make sure that you are able to hear god's word and you are able to trust the lord um and able to be rooted in who god is so our message this morning is going to just invite us to take a step a little bit further in the composition that we've been going on uh, here at Flood, that's uh, relationship goals. Uh, God made us for relationships. God created you and me for relationships. And the reality is today, the invitation that we're all feeling at the core of our being is like, I don't want anything to do with people. I don't want to catch uh, the corona. I don't want to be in a place where life is a little bit complicated. But life is actually complicated. Uh, all of us, we know that we've been in places where we don't want to be. Uh, we've gone through stuff 
that we ask the question, God, why? Why am I here? Why is this happening to me? Why are good people hurting? Why are you even good at all? Why are you not stopping evil? Why is this even winning? Because in a lot of ways, this looks like uh, the disease is winning. God, what should we do? How can we move from all these places? And, and the reality of love is, and life is that God answers those questions. And the way he answers those questions is completely just saying, yes, I know. Because for me, sometimes I'll go like, yeah, yeah, you know, but what are you going to do about it, God? But God says, look at the cross. Look at Jesus. Because on that cross is a perfect picture that God says, yes, the world is broken. The world is painful. The world is not just. The world is complicated. Because if you want to know how a good man can endure bad things and bad things can happen to a good man, look at the cross. If you want to know how complicated the world and friendships are, look at the man that went on the cross and all his friends abandoned him. Look at that. And a lot of us, we're in that place where it, we just feel like people have abandoned us, the people that we love, the world, the government, or whatever it is, even the church. Why should we have to do church online when we can just gather and wash our hands and be fine? The, the, there's a lot of feelings in this season. And, and the good part about who God is, he's, he does not ignore that. Although sometimes I feel like we, we want to act like God is ignoring or we want to add in cool answers that just solves a problem like that when God does not do that, when God does not take from what it means to be human and wrestle with tough stuff it, by choosing to be present with us where if, you know that story of uh, Daniel and his friends in the lion's den, um, a lot of us, we in basically like that season of the lion den uh, or in the fire or in these crazy, crazy places and we want God to take us out when God is like I want to be with you in that so as we're talking about this I want to remind us and move us to uh, to love a little bit more because love looks like even you choosing social distancing you are not relationally distancing from people and as you are doing that, you are intentionally choosing to love your neighbor in tangible ways. So this is what God says about love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant. And, and in this season, I feel like a lot of us, we are a little bit more arrogant, me included, because you're like, I have access to information. I can say no to this doctor. I can go like, yo, I know, I can Google that. We're arrogant, and for those people that don't know, we're just choosing to dismiss them. And then that's how our arrogance looks like. We're just dismissing each other and hurting each other in the process. So love uh, is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its way. This is how we do things. This is my way. We're not going to change. This is how I feel this will go. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to choose what you're saying. This is my way. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth. And, and, and just to add on that. Um, I love truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through Jesus. Truth. Truth is important for us. And then the simple, small truths that we can navigate through today. Like, wash your hands. That's the truth. If you're going to love your neighbor well. When you're coughing, choose all these other things. Like, those are tangible truths that, for us, we're like, yo, I'm so cool. I'm not doing what's required of me. Dude, you're rejoicing in wrongdoing. That's like, I know it feels like it's a exegesis, but it's not. For me, from, from literally on top, I'm just like, 
Man, you are choosing what seems to be wrong to do right now when there's truth right there that you can follow and choose to do. Love never ends. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Even in this time where everyone is quitting on each other, even when we are celebrating cutting each other off, God is like, love shows up. Love is present. Love is there. Love is encouraging. Love is working. So love never ends. It's for prophecies. All these giftings. All these amazing. Oh my God. Stop. No seeds. Knowledge will pass. For we know now in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I was like, I'm black. I can't get corona. I spoke like a child. I did life like a child. I reasoned. Like, come on, it cannot get us, man. We've, I've been on Queen as a kid. There's no way this is going to attack me. Can't touch this. Do, 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 do. Which I became, when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. Why? I chose to love people. I chose to get out of the fantasy. I chose to break out of feeling like I'm invisible, like I'm Superman. I chose to get out of those places. For now we see, and I mean dimly, but this time I'm going to see Jesus face to face. Now, I know in part, a little bit. Then I shall know fully, even as I've been fully known. And that is a very encouraging thing for me because God fully knows me. Even as I'm figuring out what life looks like. Even when I'm figuring out how I should do life among people that know a little bit about me. Time is coming where I shall know why the world is full of trouble. Why it was a little bit more complicated. But because the world is full of trouble, we all have ways that we respond to it. And I think that there's, a, there's an author, Ron Gosling, uh, who did an incredible uh, 10 things uh, that are like instincts to us as humans that we normally are the way we respond to the world. And I think he did an incredible job. If you can get his book, Factfulness, man, it's, it's an amazing book. I highly recommend it. But one of the things he said, um, I'm just going to go quickly through them, is like, like we operate from this place where we have this gap instinct. And, and, and what that says is our tendency to divide, divide things into two distinct and often conflicting groups with an imagined gap between them. So it's the us and them. I'm black, I'm African, there's no way this is going to touch me. Like, we doing that right now. That's, that's the gap instinct. And the second one is the negativity instinct. That we are all at a place having a tendency of focusing on the negative. Like, we love to do that. We notice the bad more than the good and, and even we can say with this virus that there are other places where they're winning, they've figured out how to uh, get people treated and they're trying their best. But where I am right now, I'm just focusing on man, what's bad, what's going on today, what's going on. And sometimes that can be very overwhelming because it feels like you have to care about every broken and bad thing that's going on in the world and you can feel exhausted, you can feel like you're losing your mind and then the straight line instinct this basically assumes that things will remain the same nothing is going to change it's going to be the same we're all going to see get sick and we're go, all going to die and it's going to go it's going to kill all of us and, and that's a straight line instinct that we all go through and and the other thing that you know very well that i know well is the fear instinct we're so hardwired to pay more attention to 
frightening things and the other instinct is the sizing instinct that our tendency to get things out of proportion or misjudge the size of things we, we systematically overestimate the proportions of people that are coming in our country we're like all oh, these immigrants in Malawi they're just getting all our jobs and a couple of uh, weeks ago we attacked people uh, in Lilongwe simply because they are immigrants and who knew that one day would be those kind of people but part of it was because every other thing leading to that moment we chose to get it out of proportion we misjudged we <laughs> we exaggerated and that's our favorite thing to do right that as humans we go around and we think oh man there are a lot of people who are going to kill us or and if you know anything about the nazis and, and their work that destroyed our friends the jews the jews the reality is that was it on look about to take everything if you go to exodus it was the same size instinct that all oh, these israelites they're gonna conquer and take every other thing let's there are a couple more there are a couple more and these are the few ones that i want to talk about um the generalization instinct this is our tendency to mistakenly group together things or people countries that are actually very different like Africa I know someone in Africa I'm sorry say what now do you know how many countries are in Africa we generalize it just yeah if you're black do that and do that and do that oh if you are rich you probably got that money from stealing from people if if you are sick it's because you are careless if if you so, so we have all these other things from worse to very very bad that we just generalize and then the destiny instead because you were born in a poor family you're gonna end up poor and you're poor because your family didn't work hard because you didn't work hard because because and then and this is how we react in life that that's the destiny you can escape that oh they're christians oh that's how they are oh they're muslims oh that's what muslims do oh they're what religion oh they're, they're the chewas they're the ngonis come on that's what ngonis always are drinking really oh chewas oh loma is oh loma is like this we do that all the time and, and this is a, the other one that pierces my heart the single perspective our tendency to focus on a single cause or perspective when it comes to understanding the world basically uh, some of us the reason why all this corona is even out of hand is because instead of getting the information from the right sources we are just eating anything anyone is posting and even us including our faith right if someone just gets up and says oh jesus is this you don't even go and check if it's in the bible simply because it's a pastor you respect simply because it's me or either no 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 god's invitation is for us to verify <laughs> it's even in scripture like when you hear god's word go and read it for yourself the burying culture you choosing to cross check if that is in god's word or is this pastor just making this stuff up am i just making this stuff up yeah go go read go read your bible go read what god is saying in his word go find out is this what god is saying then my second from last 
the blame instinct. We love to blame. We. It's like our favorite cool thing to do. We find a clear, simple reason for why something bad has happened. And sometimes life doesn't work that way. A lot of times, life is not something like that. Now, the last one is is something that has helped humans exist. But it also works for our worse sometimes. And this is the urgency instinct. Because there, there's a sense of urgency, we're able to respond to stuff like corona and stuff like that. But at the same time, our tendency to make immediate action in the face of perceived imminent danger has made us to destroy our friends, has made us to make bad investment choices, has allowed us to be in places where we feed our prejudices and therefore destroy humanity. Now, is the world in a really messed up place yeah but do you know we have found a malaria vaccine that we're testing in this country and actually it's a bunch of malawians that figured that out like yeah so the world is crazy but there's so much good as well that's happening now in view of that the world and life is complicated what does the bible say what does the bible say john 14 says this do not let your hearts be troubled I'm like come on just do you know where i'm staying do you know what's going on do you know the economy of this country and he's like no do not let your heart be troubled believe in who god and in me also because in my father's house in many rooms if you were not so would i have told you that I do go to prepare a place for you and if I go prepare a place for you I'll come again and I'll take you to myself that where I am you may be also now why is that important Jesus is just casting his greatest vision that God's desire is for him to be with you that's why here on earth he gave us his Holy Spirit as a comforter as a friend because this world is broken as a teacher as someone that teaches us scripture, as someone that directs us and leads us. Because God wants to make sure that we have the stamp that says we belong to God. Because that's God's greatest invitation that I want to do life with you, I want to be with you, and that even eternity is God is with us. From uh, Jesus' incarnation of God's coming to be with us Emmanuel God with us and, and that God with us said I'm not going to leave you alone I'm going to give you my comforter a friend and then don't be troubled because this world is full of trouble don't be troubled I am with you I'm coming with you and then he goes to Philippians 4 6 and says because there's trouble we are anxious people we build systems around our anxieties, we build futures, we build careers, we build uh, relationships, simply to either get away or to come around or even to just hide how our anxieties are running us. But Jesus said, do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer, supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. In other words, don't hide anything before God. 
And then my favorite scripture this season has been John 16.33. And this is what the Bible says. I've told you all this so that you know you may have peace in it. Here on earth you have many trials and sorrows. But take heart because I've overcome the world. Why, why is that important? Because our God is not a God that ignores the hardships of the world. He recognizes how complicated life is. Jesus knows it's complicated. So he does not hide about it. God is not surprised. He's not in heaven panicking right now that I didn't see that one coming. That's not our God. He knows it's complicated. So God even affirms it's complicated. God even says it is complicated. So he says, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you have many trials and sorrows. Here on earth you have many trials and sorrows. So Jesus knows it's complicated. But the second thing I want to stress is Jesus provides. Provides a way out when it's complicated. Provides his presence in the complication. Provides wisdom. Provides friendship. Provides his grace. To the point that he says he's given you grace to say no to sin. So you don't feel like you're alone. Now, are you going to have moments and days where you feel like you're alone? And you're actually lonely? Yeah. But in Jesus, we have a high priest that knows what it means to be abandoned. What it means to pray, God, why have you forsaken me? In Jesus, we have a priest and a friend who knows what it means to be rejected. His boys were like, man, I don't know this guy. That's in Jesus. So Jesus not only provides his grace, he provides his presence. In our deepest moments of despair, he is there with us. He is there as a friend, as our leader, as our savior, as our comforter. Jesus is there. And why is this important? It's because Jesus has overcome. Jesus is not trying to overcome. He has overcome. Jesus is not trying to figure out how to do this thing. He said it is done. It is complete. It's done. But like bus. This is it. It is done. What did he mean that? that? The biggest problem in this world is sin. You and me have been separated from God by our sin. Um, David prayed, I was conceived in sin. And, and the Bible says the wages of that sin is death. Eternal separation from God. And even from the beginning, you see our choosing to eat the fruit in the garden because we want to be God. We want to make our own choices. We want to do everything apart from God. We want to run life. This is about me. This is about life. So from the beginning, that's where we've done life. But because no good thing that we can do could bring us salvation, God's invitation and only way was to send His only begotten Son who would live a perfect life and go to the cross as a rejecter of God, as a denier of God, as the addict, as someone that doesn't want to do anything about God ever. So Jesus went to the cross and carried the anguish of God, the pain of God 
for our lostness, for our rejection, God sent his son to fully pay the penalty for what we deserve so that in him we can have life and that life abundantly. And the invitation is that if we believe in Jesus, we are his children. If we believe in Jesus and confess our sins, he is able. He is able. Because it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. It's you sitting down and marveling at who Jesus is that leads us to God. No, Spurgeon said it in a different way. When I thought God as a tyrant, oh, I loved him. I didn't want anything to do with God. But when I saw God as a loving father, it broke my heart that I would choose to reject a God that offered his grace. I just paraphrased it. But the point is, Jesus provided life. He says, come to me. Those that are weary, and I know a lot of us are weary right now. Come to me. And I'll give you rest. Rest from the anxieties, from the troubles of the world, but rest from our sin. Because he does not only forgive my sins. This man was dead. He gave me life. He brought me back to life. So I want to challenge you this way. Three things. I want you to be kind and patient by sharing facts. Don't be the problem by adding in stuff that doesn't work. Or stuff you think, oh, this might work. Oh, this sounds good, man. Come on. There's a lot of research that's been done. Love your friends well by choosing to leave out truth. Then where are you troubled? I want you to lift up your troubles to Jesus and to pray to Jesus in faith. Not just like, I'm going to mention this stuff so that I just get it off the list. But trust Jesus to do what he says he will do. And in a time where everyone is building their own fortresses and kicking out life, I want you to serve someone this week. I want you to serve a family. I want you to buy airtime for someone to watch the sermon. I want you to prepare a homemade meal to a family that's so busy and in the front line. I want you to be there for a family that's really exhausted from sickness. I want you to serve someone this week. Because even in our lowest moments, God never stops serving and making us more like Jesus. I love you. Let us pray. Jesus, thank you for your goodness and your kindness. I pray you give us grace to live out what you've called us to do. Amen. Love you guys. See you next Sunday online, 10 a.m. Next Sunday, we're going to try our best to sort a few things. But as I said, give us grace as we are sorting this out. One step at a time. God bless.